Optophobia, the fear of opening one's eyes. This podcast is dedicated to encouraging you, our listeners, to move beyond that fear, to solve riddles they don't want us to unriddle, to investigate supposedly ironclad truths, to unearth evidence buried for so long they believed it would stay buried. Season 2, Deep State. The Deep State is real. And it's just that, a 51st state, hidden from the American people, and unacknowledged by the federal government, even as it pulls the government's most important levers. How do you hide an entire state? You bury it. Deep. In Civics 101, we're taught the particulars of the visible constitutional state. The one you can visit in Washington. The one you vote for. Deep state is just a new term for a phenomenon that's influenced American democracy for 150 years. To many, it describes another more shadowy, more indefinable government. That description is accurate, but it's not the whole story. In July 1861, weeks after the first major fight of the Civil War, the first battle of Bull Run, members of President Lincoln's inner circle nervous about his chances at reuniting the nation, decided the country needed a backup plan in case the capital fell. They sent a small group of civil engineers called the Shovelmen to scout locations in the West. Today, some say the hole dug by the Shovelmen, believed to be underneath the Colorado-Wyoming border, houses a powerful bureaucracy rumored to be 600,000 strong. So why is a shadow government designed to silently run the real version of American democracy suddenly a regular topic of conversation within the constitutional state? Is there dissent in today's deep state? What's the ultimate goal of deep state leadership? This season on Optophobia, we'll track down the distortions, the assumptions, the omissions. Are you bored by the lies? Open your eyes. Ben Linus. We haven't tackled a lot of murder mysteries on this show, so I'm anxious to talk to today's guest, a reporter who's been digging into some deep state-related crime. But before we bring him on, I wanted to talk for a minute about the ultimate question that we hope to answer during this season of Optophobia. What does the deep state want? What are they there for? On our first episode, I said that we'd be exploring the motivations of the powerful, shadowy residents of the deep state. I'm curious what their end game is. Is it just complete power and domination, or is there something else to it? We know there is a semi-permeable membrane between the deep state and the visible constitutional state. Someone has to execute the deep state's orders. We know there are connections between the deep state and other powerful American institutions like Silicon Valley, Wall Street, the military and intelligence services, the legal industrial complex. As we know, what we now call the deep state is an entity that's been part of the U.S. government for more than a century. But in 2014, longtime congressional staffer Mike Lofgren assigned the deep state moniker to that entity. Lofgren 
wrote that, quote, there is the visible government situated around the mall in Washington, and then there is another more shadowy, more indefinable government that is not explained in Civics 101 or observable to tourists at the White House or the Capitol. And that's the current problem. Deep state leadership likes to think of the deep state like its fight club. They do not like anyone acknowledging the deep state's existence. The first rule of deep state is you do not talk about deep state. But at certain points in American history, a spotlight shines on the deep state, or whatever it was called during those other periods. Light agitates anyone or any idea that's lived underground for more than 150 years. We are in one of those periods now. The question is, what does the deep state want? And what does it want right now? Hopefully we will get into that a little bit today with our guest. But first, I'm here with my regular co-host, YouTube unboxing star and deep state theorist Clifford Hanger. Hey, Ford. What's going on, Ben? How are you? Well, I'm all right. I got a, got a cease and desist letter from my fraternity from the college I went to, Brown. Right. Uh, I got a, a cease and desist from a fraternity, Omega Beta Cuck. What happened? Well, I was ju- I just talked about them at my last unboxing video. I was unboxing uh, a paddle that we used at the frat house. It's more like a spatula, really. You had ordered a spatula from... I ordered a Omega Beta Cuck spatula that I was going to use to make pancakes. And I was talking about the fraternity a little bit on my unboxing video and because I get so many hits. I got a cease and desist letter. They uh, apparently do not want me talking about uh, the fraternity anymore. And I know why. I know why. What? Because I was born in the deep state. They don't want any links, you know. I guess it's bad enough. Uh, I'm a social Democrat and I argue like a Republican. So. Only when you're outside of the. Yeah, only when I'm outside my house am I a Democrat. When I'm in my house, I'm a Republican. Right. It's that doorway. Yes, yeah, the doorway that I change. The communications people at Brown. Heard this. Public relations for uh, Omega Beta Cuck, the fraternity that actually is the newest fraternity at Brown. Uh, they told me that they would very much appreciate if I did not mention Brown, the university, or my time there. What letter is Cuck? Cuck? C. Cuck. Uh, you're thinking about the alphabet? Yeah. Yeah. So you're thinking Alpha, Beta, Cuck, Delta, Epsilon. Okay. Foxtrot. Right. Yankee. Yankee. Zulu. Hotel. Hotel. Right. Yeah. Okay. This was a paramilitary fraternity. Right. Yeah. If you'd like a little bit more background about the deep state, you can listen to our first episode or go to our website, optophobia.org, for more context. Sadly, our scheduled guest for this week, Nibley, Utah-based choreographer Craig Clansgree, was unable to be on the show. Mm. Craig has some fascinating theories about the deep state controlling more than just our democracy, but also our Netflix cues. Mm. But earlier this week, Craig backed off of his theory while simultaneously announcing that he'd been hired as a consultant on a Netflix documentary about the Cabbage Patch, the uh, dance. Mm, Okay. Yeah. So he didn't want to talk to us anymore, uh, apparently, because he's now employed. I mean, that makes sense. The Cabbage Patch. Who did that? reach out to who did the cabbage patch yeah reach out if you to? had to put it in your mind if i said i'm i'm picturing someone doing the cabbage patch who are you thinking i guess i'm thinking about i'm thinking ronald reagan oh are you yeah i was thinking more about uh like dance videos or uh popular music videos oh i i think we have it confused in what cabbage patch is that's a dance yeah gotcha. i thought it was like a thing you do when you're the cooking. cabbage patch is that the, the oh with okay two fists the in front Will of you smith does yeah. Oh, yeah, maybe it's a okay. Will Smith thing. There you go. Okay. I was thinking. Yeah, you do a circle with your fists. I thought that's what you do to um, churn up cabbage. 
when you're trying to um, patch mistake in a salad. Well, I mean, I think that's probably the same motion, right? Yeah, it probably is. Yeah, stirring when you're tossing. Motion. Yeah, when you're tossing stuff. Maybe that's, that's why. what I was thinking. Cabbage patch. That's why I think Ronald Reagan, because he's he was a known salad eater. He would toss a salad. So Craig isn't isn't able to be here because he's now doing the cabbage patch doc. But we were extremely fortunate because we were able to book an amazing guest at the last minute. Reporter Sasha Miller is here visiting with us in the studio. Sasha, welcome to Optophobia. Ben Ford, thank you so much for having me. Great to be here. Yeah, you can actually call me Clifford. Clifford. My friends call me Ford. Oh, sorry, sorry. Well, so hopefully someday. Sasha is like the actor, Sasha Baron Cohen. That's that cool, is accurate. Cool, cool. Yeah, yeah, I love that guy. I loved you saw Borat. I've um My wife. I love that movie, man. Me and the frat bros would watch that all the time. I loved it. Yeah, I've actually never seen any of his films. You've never seen any of them? No. Oh, um man. I'm I'm we're just both uh Eastern European Jews and and Sasha over there is like Mohammed, you know, yeah. the Islam wow. is very common. So a lot of Sasha's actually. Yeah, okay, yeah. Well yeah, you gotta check it out though, man. Would, it's yeah, a great movie. Yeah, yeah. My wife <laughs> It's very funny. So- sounds super funny. Yeah, it's hilarious. It's hilarious. I loved it. So, Sasha, tell us a little bit about your uh, – where are you from? Are you from D.C. originally? No, uh, I'm actually from a little suburb of Philadelphia called Sicklerville, New Jersey. Cheese steaks. Cheese steaks, broccoli rob, water ice, the whole thing. I didn't uh, catch the other stuff, but I know what cheese steaks in Philly. Cheese steaks are delicious, yeah. yeah. Um, went to school at Rutgers. Uh, I studied creative writing. Got a really fun job at – Weird New Jersey, which is a independent publication in New Jersey. And then I had a, a good friend from college who was working on the Hill here, and he said I should uh, think about becoming a speechwriter in D.C. So you had a, you have a friend who's working on the Hillary Clinton campaign, and they said you should become a speechwriter. Oh, uh, he was working on the Hill. The Capitol Hill. You were thinking that he meant Hillary Clinton, just saying Hill. But well, you said the Hill, hill is Capitol Hill. The Hill, the yeah. most famous Hill. I mean, she also worked on Capitol Hill. Yeah, she also worked on Capitol Hill. Oh, okay, I see the disconnect. Yeah. I'm yeah. sorry. So, what was what's weird? New Jersey. Weird New Jersey is kind of like the Onion, but it's all true. Whoa, it's it's real reporting with, uh, but it's it's light and there's a lot of comedy to it. It's also like a little bit like you know Florida Man, you know Florida Man stories. New Jersey has a little What's bit of a that. Florida Man story. Florida Man story is true stories in Florida, like um, man sees brother getting attacked by alligator, so goes to try and beat up alligator. Alligator eats both men. What? That's like a Florida or Man like story. Florida Man eats neighbor's scrotum. Yeah, that's a great one. And these are real things that happen. Yeah, Florida Man pays taxes on time. That would be a great one because it's unusual, wouldn't you say? So these are real. These are real stories. Florida Man houses Ilian Gonzalez, doesn't turn him over. Yeah. All right, cool. I- I'm understanding. That. Florida Man thinks Cuban sandwich originated in Cuba. Oh, okay. I'm understanding. I've never been to Florida, so like these things. Weird New Jersey was your first entry into journalism. Yeah, I kind of got that creative writing degree, and I started freelancing for them, and then started working full-time on their staff. And then you moved here? Yeah, so I started submitting to become a speechwriter, and then I was uh, kind of like a speechwriter for hire, and so I made the move out here. And then you made your way back to journalism at some point. Correct. I moved here. My, my I'd been here for like eight or nine months, and my first summer in D.C., crime and murder rates went up significantly and i was fascinated by how many Wait, as soon as you got here so i i moved here in the fall so that following summer that following summer shot it was up. like yeah and they were i was just kind of amazed even though from near philadelphia I still grew up in like a very quiet humble suburb 
and then New Brunswick's nothing big. So I hadn't really lived in a big city before. And it was just crazy to see all these unsolved crimes. I'm talking anything from vandalism, petty theft, robbery, and then also murders. So I started going around and just investigating on my own and keeping a crime blog. And this was long before serial or kind of like the Netflix fascination with murder mysteries. I just couldn't believe there were so many unsolved cases. Wow. And then I was approached by the paper I work for now, which is called Washington Newspaper. It's WNP. Washington, so the N and the P are separate words. Um, and that's how I became their crime reporter. There is crime here. Like I got mugged. Really? On the, um, on the uh, Metro. Someone wanted my card. They wanted me to pass back my card. After I've tapped it to get out, they saw how much money I had left on it, and they wanted me to pass my card back so they could get out. Were they going to give it back to you, or you don't know? I don't know. I just threw the card and ran. Because if they take your card, yeah. if you swipe them in, they're stuck. Yeah, they they're stuck. Exactly. And I was like, I don't think it works that way, man. And I, I want to help you, but like, take the card. Do do what you will with it. Like, I don't know if you got out or not. Does that count as being mugged? I'm pretty sure. Someone said, give me your card. And you gave it to him. And I gave it to him. That's some mugging. Let's uh, take a quick break and we'll be right back with Sasha Miller. Hey, optophobes. If you're one of the nine in every 10 Americans who owns a car and one of the seven in every 10 Americans who describes themselves as consistently late, then you will be deeply familiar with the feeling I'm about to describe. Your GPS is telling you that you're definitely going to be cutting it close getting to your job interview on time. You're still 20 minutes from where you need to be, but you start thinking ahead. Smart move. What you're thinking ahead to is, of course, parking. You're interviewing in the middle of the city, and you know parking is going to be a problem. You thought ahead, but not that far ahead, genius. And, of course, you begin to panic. You're sweating and fidgety, which is not a good look for a nuclear engineer. But don't stress. Blend Venom Solutions has your back. Just pop a red belly gum nut lozenge and you'll be eagle-eyed enough to spot the perfect parking spot as you arrive. That's right. Red belly gum nut lozenges are made from the venom of the red-bellied black snake and the juice of the flowering gum nut plant. The venom's myotoxins, coagulants, and presynaptic neurotoxins work to slow your nervous system to calm you down and improve your vision. Red-bellied black snakes are native to Australia, and they don't tend to release much venom when they bite, so an attack is rarely fatal. But we've bumped up the concentration of venom in each lozenge to really give you that kick you need to slow your roll, and most importantly, find that parking spot. Try red-bellied gumnut lozenges today. Blend Venom Solutions. We take away your fears using snakes. We are back with Sasha Miller, our guest this week, reporter who has uncovered some very interesting things potentially about the deep state. So let's actually talk about that a bit, Sasha. Tell us how you first came across these stories. So I kept getting these letters sent to my desk uh, with no return address that just said S-U-F-T-D-S. And I had no idea what that meant. And eventually I got a letter with a crossword puzzle and solved it. And it was save us from the deep state. Mm. Yeah. Why they were reaching me directly, I'm not quite sure. 
So I brought it to the attention of my editor. This is at Washington Newspaper. Yeah, Washington Newspaper. So these messages at first were just these uh, this acronym. It was just the acronym, and I think whoever was sending it to me was like, this guy's not that bright. He's not going to figure it out. But they didn't realize that you had started your writing career at Dirty New Jersey? Weird New Jersey. What did I say? Dirty New Jersey. Yeah. So then about four months ago... I do have some connections with the D.C. police as well as the Federal Bureau of Investigation. I unfortunately can't give this individual's name, but someone from the D.C. We'll cut it out. Okay, we'll give it for him. us. We'll cut it out after. We'll call him Steve. What's the last name? Steve Steve. Steve Steve. So we'll cut that out. Is it Steve Steve or Steve Stevens? So it's... What's his real name? We'll cut it out. We'll bleep it. It's actually... Stephanie Stevens. So we'll bleep Stephanie Stevenson. Officer... Officer, okay, that's even better. Enough. Officer Stephanie Stevenson. Well, badge actually, number. sorry, Detective. Detective Stephanie Stevenson, and we'll we'll bleep all that stuff out so she's not compromised. She's a good source, so I can't. Yeah, yeah, and yeah I care yeah. about no, her. Well, I understand. Yeah, I understand. Yeah. So she called me. It's about one a.m. on a on a Wednesday night uh, this past June, and she said, uh, "You know, you were I, up? No, I wasn't. I wasn't. But she called the bat line, so I got to answer. Oh. You're a reporter. You're always on. Is that a term, bat line? Because I feel like you're not Batman. Yeah, bat line is a term. It's like if you have like a second cell phone that you uh, only give okay. to very trusted sources, okay, and you know that they're only going to call you in emergencies. Got it. Okay, yeah. so like a work phone and like a personal phone. Correct. So Detective Stephanie Stevens called you on the bat line. Called me on the bat line as one a.m. on a Wednesday night. She said, I'm at the Georgetown waterfront and uh, a dead body washed up on shore. And um, I think you should come take a look at it. Oh, my God. I'm I'm pretty familiar with the Georgetown waterfront. So, like, where's the shore? The shore part is uh, right so by. This is this is right below. This is right where you rent paddle boats. That's where I find most of the dead bodies. That's why I was like. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. For a body to get that far north, it's got to be planted. It's got to be. Yeah, in it, Georgetown. there's no drift current and there. And so it was a, a woman we couldn't identify, a Jane Doe, Caucasian, probably, if I had to guess, I'd say 27, 28 years old. No, how do you make that guess? Are you looking at skin tone? Yeah. So this was a, uh, I don't mean to be insensitive of any of this person's loved ones is listening. Again, we, we've never been able to identify the body regardless, but this is a fresh corpse. It is not cold yet. Not cold. Dead, but not cold. Dead, but not yeah. cold. Yes, yeah, yes, those yes. are the best ones. Yeah, sure. I get on my road bike and I head on down there, and we thought what was initially possibly stained blood across her chest was actually red paint that also said S-U-F-T-D-S which we assume is save us from the deep state. Did Detective Stephanie Stevenson call you because she saw that acronym on the body, knew that you had written about this before, and thought you would be able to help out? Her and I have a pretty good rapport, and uh, similar to, you know, if you ever followed, like, beat reporters at the San Francisco Chronicle in the 1970s when they were investigating the Zodiac Killer. To be honest, they just had more time to deal with it than the police. They have so many murders that they're dealing with and so many unsolved crimes. And so she knew this was big on my bulletin. We just have a pretty strong working relationship. She uses me for a resource. I use her for a resource. You know, a lot of people think that cops and reporters butt heads, but her and I were both just about the truth. So we're just trying to see if either of us could help each other out, essentially. And you guys weren't dating. No, definitely not. You're sure about that? Yeah, I'm sure about that. Because she's a very beautiful woman. I would know if... If you were dating Yeah, I would know. How would you know? I got a lot of friends on YouTube. A lot of my friends are like, I would know if the earth was round. And I'm like, how would you know? Can I answer both questions? Yeah, go ahead. Okay, so I think with, with the earth being round, 
It's if someone's in space and they take a photo of, of the planet. Photos can be doctored, bro. You don't want to get in this rabbit hole with me. Okay, okay. And then for dating, you know, even though I'm very comfortable reporting, I'm a pretty shy person. Okay. So I'll go on a few dates with a girl and then we'll eventually, you know, become more more intimate when we're ready for that. So, you know, you go on a couple of dates yeah. and then like if it's going well... You're like, hey, would you like to be my wife? I've never, I've never. You uh, gotta see the movie, man. Yeah, I'm like, excited to see this movie. I'm excited to see this movie. No, so usually what happens is, you know, we're, we're hanging out and then we're staying at each other's places more than we're not. And then one day we're at a party with her friends, and then she says, "Hey, I'd like to introduce you to my boyfriend, Sasha." And then, you and then know. I'm like, Bing, "We're yeah. dating." And that's that. That did not happen with Detective Stephanie. Sanders. No, we've never even been on what I would consider a date. Have uh, you I just tried kinda, asking? No, because you gotta make a move, man. Maybe I should. You know, I just she's such a reliable source. Oh, it would get. It would I don't want to compromise yeah, it. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. That's true. But it would make sense. She's like a super strong independent woman and i'm, I'm attracted oh. to strong independent people well now you phrase it like that she probably is too good for you well that's what i was kind of getting at from the yeah. get-go okay yeah, yeah, yeah. okay like, that I'm, makes like, sense it's like you know she's kind of all the way up here yeah you're and like, I'm like you're just you know, a reporter so you're exactly. your work your journalism is more important than love i've never thought of it that way i just i don't want to compromise my journalism I know that she also uses me as a source, and I don't want her to feel like that's compromised. Okay, I feel that like makes we're getting sense. bogged down. So you're a virgin reporter, and you stumble upon a body. Well, I, I have had intercourse before, I just not with Officer I don't I, – I, that's neither here nor there. You're a virgin reporter, and you come across a you body. You say virgin or – Virgin. Oh, okay. I wasn't sure if you said virgin or, or burgeoning. You're, you're both, kind of. Like you're a virgin, and you're also burgeoning in your sexuality and also your reporting skills. So you come across a body. Wait, but if you're a virgin, that means you have not had sex. Right? I don't want to get too okay. deep into it. I just you don't come across to me as like a guy who's like, you know, been down there in the mud. Cool. I, I take that as a compliment because I try and be very impartial with my reporting. So, so what happened with the with this body? Okay, so we find this Jane Doe, and now okay, I don't want to stop us. That's a term you keep using. You said you don't know the body. You keep you gave it a name though. If you can only identify the gender and not the person, it's a male. We refer to it as a John Doe, and if it's female, it's a Jane Doe. So it's just the two. Because I've, I've been hanging out with some people who told me gender's a spectrum. I completely appreciate that. We're looking at it more from a traditional biological standard. I wouldn't put that out there, man. How about if we called it a Joe Doe? So you found a Joe Doe with the acronym? Yeah, we found a, we found a Joe Doe with the acronym that we believe to mean save us from the deep state in red paint oh, it wasn't blood no because it was it was stained to their skin and we i think that blood would have washed up Can i show you guys something on the bottom of my foot hold on a second look at my foot look at the bottom what does it say what is the acronym holy shit s-u-f-t-d-s save me from the deep state did you just write that no 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 I, this was uh, what i saw on my foot when I, when I got old enough to be able to actually pull my foot up to my face and understand letters this is why I saw. I thought it was just a birthmark, my whole life. No, that's a tattoo, brother. This is what I'm talking about. I was born in the deep state, man. And somebody, when you were a baby, stamped me that. with that, and then shipped me out. So you were you were a message. I was something. Because why else is it in such small? Did you ever wonder what it meant? Well, yeah, but I also was like, maybe it's just a birthmark. I don't know. I haven't seen very many bottoms of other people's feet. Now check this out. 
Now you see both the bottoms of my feet. Holy crap. No birthmarks, nothing. No birth. Yeah. This is something, man. It's unique. So, Sasha, have you ever heard of this acronym being tattooed on any? Yeah, anything? actually. So I, I do have a, a theory about it. What I really think is happening is that people are trying to exit the deep state peacefully, and it's and it's not possible. And so what they're doing is they start by sending messages, and then they start by sacrificing their children to what they call, what I think they call the above world. And I think that it's possible maybe Clifford was was one of those individuals, but they want to spread their message. Now, what I think might be happening is the people that are still fully invested and dedicated to the deep state are killing off people they know are going to... Expose them. Yes. Yeah. Oh, people who are escaping. And people that are in the middle that still want to escape are not going to let that life go to waste. No. So they're sending them to the city with this message. That's what I think is happening. Who do you think was originally sending you those messages? I think it's the offspring or the grandchildren of the original deep state generation. People that realized, okay, I was raised in this, but this just isn't working and it's not going to work. And I want to have a normal life and I want to go to college and I can't just be a part of the deep state that can't be all i know what has happened when you've published these stories have you has there been a big response i haven't fortunately had any threats yet yet there has been a message board of people who can send us any more information they might know i'd say about 60 percent of it is what the internet is which is just sloppy i've seen some of these uh, messages that he's getting because i i do our homework whenever we have a guest right i i've been on some of these message boards and they're like man this this virgin reporter doesn't know anything man this guy comes in here thinks there's only two genders like they've been saying all kinds of nasty stuff on him about him on there and, and like you're strong man to be here today still talking like they haven't shut you up like you're you're proving all of them like it's not going to get to you you're not going to be stopped like you're going to you know, speak yeah, truth. Well, I, I kind of think of, of life in three tiers. There's real life, and then there's reporting on real life, and then there's... Social media. I was going to say bullshit on, on the internet. Yeah, and that stuff doesn't bother me, you know? So I don't want to have you scoop yourself, but we've got to wrap it up. And I wanted to see if you might give us a little hint at what you're working on now. I'm assuming you're furthering this story. So that was the first body. The second body that we found washed up on what are new bocce ball courts at the wharf. And that was, we'll call it a, a Joe Doe. Mm, but okay. but uh, at the time we identified that as a John Doe. Okay. So there wasn't an immediate trend. And then we found uh, John and Jane, or we'll say two Joes. Mm-hmm. This was the craziest part. At the bottom of the hotel pool above the Anthem Theater. The bottom of the hotel. Yes, and it was, and it was at the bottom of that pool. But above the Anthem Theater. Above the Anthem Theater. So right now, I know that the D.C. Police Department, as well as the FBI, are looking for trails because two of those bodies did wash up. So they're trying to find outlets within the Potomac where that could happen. I'm getting certified to become diver. a scuba diver yep. myself. I'll beat um, you to it. So I've, can... already, I've, already, I've got my um, certification because I was doing my homework on you, and I was like, I need to be in this water, in this murky. Like this is this is nothing but clues being hidden under here. Right, right. So yeah, I'd, we should I'd, link I'd up love after for you this. to join me. Yeah, on we a dive. should link up after this. So that's that's the next step is is exploring 
potential tunnels built into the Potomac. Not potential, my friend. They're there. Trust me. And all these Jodos had the same acronym. Same acronym painted. Wow. So yeah, we'll look out for those stories. That sounds like you've got some serious blockbusters. Can I get your phone number just to yeah, look up? Yeah, absolutely. You just say it now. We'll bleep it out. Sure, sure. It's uh, 202. 253. 2509. Yeah. All right. You got a DC number. Yeah, I got a DC number. Feel free to look for my articles on washingtonnewspaper.net what's their slogan again i love it but I, I forget i forget it sometimes it's washington the original newspaper yeah it's so clean so uh yeah we're gonna have to leave it there for now i want to thank our guest sasha miller for being on it's fascinating My wife. give our regards to detective stephanie vinson i think maybe you guys have a future thank you to my she's not gonna hear this is she well well she's not gonna hear her name it's gonna be bleeped out yeah, Ben will make sure everything's bleeped out that cool, shouldn't cool, be cool, said. Cool. Thank you to my co-host this week, Ford Hanger. Hey, call me Cliff. Good to see you again. Next week, we're going to talk to Chrissy Kobayashi, an optician from Plum Springs, Kentucky, who says she's traced her lineage back to one of the original shovelmen who was sent west by Lincoln's White House. Thank you for listening to Optophobia. I'm Ben Linus, and I'll leave you with this. It's better to live life to the fullest every day than to fill your days with lives less lived. If you've got theories about what the deep state really wants, we'd like to hear them. You can find us on our website at optophobia.org or on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at at optophobes. And please subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. Thank you to Adam Levine, who played Sasha Miller. Adam performs improv whenever he can, wherever he can. Find him posting things probably only he finds funny on Facebook. Reach out to him at theadamlevine at gmail.com if you'd like to be notified about his shows. Jamal Newman played Clifford Hanger. Jamal performs with Lena Dunham and Nixon. You can follow him on Instagram and Twitter at at hellonewman and find him at jamalnewman.com. Optophobia was produced by Tim Townsend. Music by Bart Warshaw. Cover art by Claire Smalley. Website by Chance Griffin. Thanks for listening. Until next week, keep them open. My wife!